coming up next on this episode of the Unlock You podcast. And the the real problem is that most people who are operating from a, a controlling narcissistic disposition is that they don't like themselves. And so they're trying to steal something that they see good in you. And they'll, what gaslighting is, is where they turn the tables on you, make you out to be the abuser mm-hmm. and they're the victim. It's a coping mechanism so that they can survive their own torment. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining us. This is Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. I'm a clinical psychologist, leadership consultant, and a really big fan of you getting to fulfill your life purpose. I want you to get unstuck and unlock your potential relationally, emotionally, spiritually, and vocationally. Thanks for joining us and let's get started. Welcome to Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. And we just jumped off of an interview and had to get right back on because (laughs) Brenda Crouch has so much applicable wisdom. So I feel like, especially as a psychologist, people will say terms and I'm always have to ask them, what is your definition when you say let's say boundaries. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? Because we could have the exact same behavior, but the intention of the heart, one can be an emotional sever versus Mm -hmm. versus one could be an actual boundary. So as somebody who has walked this out, Mm. not cute and very cute, Mm -hmm. you know, you've had the seasons on both sides. Uh, (laughs) You've had the uh, the journey. Yeah. What would you say it looks like to have appropriate boundaries in a relationship? That's so good. And I think appropriate boundaries come from a place of love. Mm. And when we think of love, we think of our, our context of love and and that can be, um, you know, uh, almost a kind of a weak uh, approach to love or, or more of an emotional approach to love. But when we think of love as being the source of love as God himself, his word is love. His word is a, it's our, our map for boundaries. It's what gives us the truth and the barometer for how we navigate life and relationship. We were created for relationships. So this is the thing that the enemy has come to sever. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when we carry a lot of wounds and we have not healed those wounds, mm-hmm. we're going to um, operate more from our triggers Mm -hmm. and from our our fear-based mentality and not from a position of love. I've, I thoroughly believe, believe that the opposite of love is fear, Mm -hmm. not hate. Mm -hmm. Hate comes because of the fear. Yeah. And so, um, if we, can allow the Lord to, we've got to grow and heal in those areas that we've been triggered, that we've been wounded enough that we're enlarged by his love, his love, understanding the way he sees all of humanity, no matter how dark and and desperate we are, um, he loves us. Mm -hmm. And so understanding that, and then being able to speak truth into that situation, for a person or for that relationship in an honorable way that says, I recognize the fingerprint of God in you. Mm. I see that you are valuable, but so you're not trying to, you're not taking a knife and trying to stab that person back. There's no Mm. vengeance involved. We're not, you know, in a position of being borderline where, you know, you're either, uh, yeah, you're great or you're, you're a demon. Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, meaning it's not always a demon that's talking to us, but maybe a mindset that's come through the demonic. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
if we understand that, we can address the person with honor, with grace and with love, mm -hmm. but in the truth. And that establishes a boundary. Mm -hmm. And if it's okay, Shannon, yeah. I'd like to share how that a few years ago, my husband and I went to um, New Mexico to one of the caverns, the famous caverns that was about 800 feet below the surface of the earth. And we're, as we're walking down these uh, this, this pathway, there were these guardrails that they had installed and it was very dark in there. Um, occasionally there were lights, you know, to show off the beautiful, what are they, still stalagmites or whatever they call those. So um, very beautiful, but there were pits that if you fell off of the edge of that tiny little pathway you were on, you would fall maybe thousands and thousands of feet. It was like bottomless at some points. Um, and so at the, in that moment, I thought, I felt like the Lord was just whispering to me, these, this is a boundary. This is the importance of boundaries. This handrail is your guide. This is your, this is your protection. And it is a boundary keeping you from that pit from your death. And so if we think of that in our relationships, boundaries are intended to protect us, mm -hmm. to protect the relationship. It's about honor and restoring dignity mm. to both people. Yes. But most people are so hurt that they don't operate from a place of dignity because they don't have any for themselves. Yeah. And so they don't know how to address. And as this, we see this, especially in families mm -hmm. and in marriages where everything is so familiar mm -hmm. that um, we think we know that person and we judge when we judge we're coming from a position of our fear yeah. and I do think that when we're first beginning to heal and trying to set up boundaries or we've had none mm -hmm. the the pendulum can swing to the opposite direction to an extreme mm -hmm. a little bit and and it, it but it comes back to center where back to a balance where, and I believe that Jesus is the center. Mm -hmm. He's the one that teaches us and then gives us the wisdom and the discernment to know where do I establish a no, that means no without mm -hmm. an explanation, but in love. Yeah. And how do I, uh, how do I give the truth to someone without the judgment. Yes. That's big. Yeah. That's really, really hard. big. Yeah. And, it, and you know, when you're, when you're having an argument with someone, if you're just triggered in your emotions, mm -hmm. they are not going to hear you. No, no, but it's the truth that will penetrate and yeah. pierce that darkness. Yeah. But that has to come in love. That has to. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times it's hard because on one side, people can have unsanctified mercy yeah. where they overly identify and they don't want to hurt the other person's Ooh, feelings and they, you know, feel responsible in some way and caretake and we're the helper and I'm a Christian, I'm supposed to do these things. So we have the unsanctified mercy where we're accidentally giving too much trust, empathy and leeway mm -hmm. to unsafe people. Yeah. And then sometimes I've seen it on the other where it's like the... The, it's almost like this filter shift where safe, good people, they'll more likely attack and misattribute negative yeah. uh, perceptions and views that you're just jealous of me. You're trying to control me. Right. And it's like, you're distancing from those who actually speak truth in your life. Yeah. And then you're getting close to those who are toxic and taking your power and mm. making you feel worthless. So what would you say to somebody who's having a hard time navigating that space between? 
Wow. Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, I, you know, I think that again, our wisdom, because I, you know, I navigated friendships and where the same thing would happen. Yeah. And I didn't understand anything back then about narcissism mm -hmm. or gaslighting. Mm -hmm. We hear this now, it's very common in our culture. And, and, you know, perhaps people don't even still understand what that really means, but we have a little bit of a, a concept of it um, because it is a problem. Mm -hmm. And the, the real, problem is that most people who are operating from a, a controlling narcissistic um, uh, disposition is that they don't like themselves. And so they're trying mm -hmm. to steal something that they see good in you. Yes. And they'll, what gaslighting is, is where they turn the tables on you, make you out to be the abuser mm -hmm. and they're the victim yeah. and they have to do this. Uh, it's a coping mechanism mm -hmm. so that they can survive their own torment. Mm -hmm. And so this is where we can actually step back and be in the position of as Christ, I see the bondage on that person. Mm -hmm. I understand this is not about me. And if I'm not triggered into my shame, mm -hmm. because I'm free from that shame, this is why that healing is so important. Mm -hmm. Then in that process, I begin to see, oh, wow, this is about the lies upon humanity mm -hmm. that have invaded our identities and how people are tearing each other apart viciously out of survival. Mm -hmm. And so they don't understand that it is as I lose my life mm -hmm. in Christ, I will find it. Yeah. And as you find your life in Christ, you're able to um, be enlarged by the love that he has for that person. And you can step back in a sense, meaning all my defenses are down. Mm -hmm. I am able to be vulnerable as Christ was vulnerable. He laid his life down for us. There's no greater love than to lay your life down for a friend. That does not mean I lay down my boundaries. Mm -hmm. It means I lay down my pride, my agenda, and I'm going to see you through the lens of the father. Yeah. How does he see you? And if you are bound, then I'm going to speak to the truth and I'm going to allow you the space to um, be able to respond or walk away. Mm -hmm. We don't need to control yeah. and we're not the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So I, I, does that help? Yes, absolutely. And I think going back to relationships being mm -hmm. idols that we had talked about in a previous uh, episode, so be sure to check that one out, <laughs> um, that relationships become an idol. So if we have an yeah. unconscious part of us and that part of me is literally disconnected, even from myself, from humans today, from God. So it creates a loneliness and a longing oh. where we're just desperate yeah. for attention and, and attraction. Mm -hmm. And so in that place, the enemy works in the dark while the Lord works in the light. And so you'll see this a lot where people have this like animal magnetism chemistry with yes. somebody and it's like super toxic, super unhealthy. Everyone can uh. see it, but they can't like let go of this person. Usually it means because there's an unhealthy child part that uh, this feeling of unworthiness that this gaslighting is causing them to feel it feeds into a core belief that I am unworthy. I am rejected. I am bad or shame or whatever. And so when someone treats you negatively, it actually affirms a core mm -hmm. belief. And that part of me yeah. is like, oh, 
Uh, you know how bad I am and yet you choose me. You yeah. think I'm terrible and yet you want me, you see value yeah. in me. And so you'll yeah. see this real addiction in a relationship where the person themselves may, I mean, I, this happens a lot where people are like, I know it's not good for me. I got to quit this yeah. person, but yet they can't uh, unhook something mm -hmm. when it's still an unconscious idol. And so that really makes it tough because everything is like the funny mirror at the carnival yeah. where it gets very twisted and you're rejecting safe people and embracing toxic people. Mm -hmm. And then all the mind games we feed into, because I'm so desperate to not be alone, that we'll let people treat us certain ways in order to just have that part of me that feels yeah. unloved. Yeah. And then if someone good comes in your life, it's like, yeah, but if you knew everything about me, you wouldn't say that. Wow. And you know, I'm thinking about how we're in this culture that's been shaped by things like 50 shades of gray. Oh, gosh. I mean, everything you just described is that story. Now I didn't watch that, but I know enough about the, uh, about what, what it brought to the world and, and it, it, it glamorized. Yes. And normalized and well, normalized this dynamic, which is a and, domestic abuse situation. Oh, it is. And so, you know, and I think we're in a, in a time where women are women's issues and women's voices are being heard, but have they learned to love themselves? Because, you know, the enemy's deception is to want us to think that if it's exciting, it's good. Mm. And so, you know, moving into a, a true, honorable, loving relationship can appear boring to the person who's been addicted to drama Come on, and addicted to trauma. Mm -hmm. And so breaking away from that can look really strange. And um, I remember when I first dated Paul, my husband, and I thought, you know, he, <laughs> he was so different, but I loved everything about him. Uh, he, it felt like my heart had just come full circle had come home. Mm. I'd found my home and it took, you know, five years before we were both ready for uh, a committed marriage relationship. But, you know, it was in that process that I had to even question myself because what I was used to Shannon was the wine, dine, suave, you know, they mm. had, and, and that is so opposite, excuse me, of who my husband is. And so I had to, you know, there was also, uh, because of that personality, it was arresting and alarming and it, and it kind of put me in the place of, man, you better be authentic here. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. he could see through the projections, yeah. you know, he'd been there and seen that stuff. And it's the same with me. And so, you know, oftentimes people that are real mm -hmm. are, it's disturbing to the person who's not yet genuine Yeah, and it can be intimidating but that doesn't mean that person is trying to put that on you. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that we uh, learn to walk in a healthy dynamic. And that's going to begin with God, with following our, our great shepherd who cares about our soul issues and wants to heal them and set our feet on our feet on a straight path mm -hmm. away from the crooked path that we've been on. That's mm -hmm. been complicating our life and taking us the hard way around the same, I mean, you know, like mm -hmm. the dog that returns to its vomit yes. over and over again. And so if you're sick and tired of the, the way your relationships have been going and the way they end and the, the trauma that it causes for you internally, then uh, I think it's, it's time to listen to that and say, okay, Lord, 
I'm inviting you into this space and I don't need anybody here. Mm -hmm. right? It might take me a while, mm -hmm. but we're going to get to the bottom of this and find out what it is that mm -hmm. has been driving you to the same thing yeah. over, over and over again. Yeah. And we know that there's a protector part of the soul that will actually protect and rationalize yeah. and justify everything that's unhealthy, all the red flags. Mm -hmm. It's not that you don't see them. It's you'll just say, well, but they have a wounded past or I'm here to help them or uh, they didn't mean it. Or if I just hadn't said that, wow. then they wouldn't have had to do mm -hmm. that. It's really somehow my fault. Yeah. And we agree with it because a protector is so anxious at the thought of being alone. Yeah. And so we're driven by relationship. Mm -hmm. And so that can be something that's so easily manipulated by the enemy that that true longing for relationship yeah. can get twisted when a protector part of me is so anxiously trying to mm -hmm. rationalize and justify to keep this relationship, which is definition of an idol. You're my source of being okay. And then the inside you below that is actually feeling so unworthy and unlovable. And again, this core belief that if anybody really knew everything about me, they wouldn't want me, they would reject me, which means it actually starts with you. Mm -hmm. you have to learn how to say, I love the parts of me mm -hmm. that I've rejected. I That's love right. the parts of me that I see as shame, bad, mm -hmm. dirty, um, unlovable, unwanted. Mm -hmm. And that's the place that you start instead of trying to get an outside person to affirm you and make you feel secure. Oh. And I need this relationship that's to good. be okay. If I can start saying, I choose to love you with your flaws. Yeah. I see my brokenness and I value me and I mm -hmm. see it as delightful. And even in my own life, I used to think if God showed me a, an area, I'd be like, oh my gosh, right? Because shame-based then conviction feels like I'm a terrible person because I, right. and the Lord just showed me this picture of like a kid with chocolate on their face. Like I'm just wiping off something exterior. Mm -hmm. You're learning to not do that behavior. That's not an identity statement. Good. And then that helps me go, oh, I'm adorable with my flaws and my quirks. The more that I embrace and enjoy them, the less power I, <laughs> yeah. that other people have over trying to affirm something yeah. that's so anxiously and needy on the outside to be answered when we're answering it on the inside. Oh, that's really good. And that goes back to what I was saying in the last episode about having to go back and um, acknowledge and embrace yeah. the child in me. Yeah. And we hear that term and a lot of people laugh and, oh, you know, accept your inner child. But there, there can be an inner child that we've long rejected, that mm -hmm. we hate, that we've told mm -hmm. to sit down, shut up. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you mm -hmm. who you're going to be. Yeah. And it's inauthentic. We are then disconnected yeah. from ourselves. Yes. How could we be connected to anybody else mm -hmm. if we're disconnected from ourselves yeah. and God? Yeah. Because God can't be a part of mm -hmm. whatever we're doing to fix our situation. And he'll just, he's, he doesn't, he doesn't ab abandon us mm -hmm. or forsake us, but he's waiting yeah. for us. Yeah. And, you know, he's so good to preserve us, you know, in our stupidity and in our, our danger zones, mm -hmm. you know, that I've had plenty of those and man, Shannon, there's times I think, God, you preserved me. I, I could, I probably should be dead by, you know, all intents and purposes, if it was just up to me, but, um, it was really by the hand of God that he would preserve me and then walk me through those seasons that felt like the crucible. Um, they're painful, but there's, I would not trade those now for anything. And I, you know, I don't want to go back and have to relive the past. I'm very content and happy with today, but I'm grateful that 
you know, there were days that I would think, Lord, you're holding me back. I don't understand. And, you know, you've placed these dreams and, and these longings in, in my heart and these callings, but I didn't understand that, you know, it was character that he was building. Mm -hmm. It was wisdom that he was equipping me with and that I had to do the hard work mm -hmm. and love me, the me that I had long covered up and rejected mm -hmm. enough to say, we're going to do this the long way. Yeah. There's no shortcut. No, I'm very aware. <laughs> There's no shortcuts to that. But when you look back, yeah. You're grateful for the journey and you think, oh God, you've been so good to me. It's that song. You've mm -hmm. been so, so good mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. And we're both, we're, we're both tearing up yes, right now because yes. we get it. Yeah. He is so faithful and he will be to your listeners as they choose. Obedience is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a submission to the Holy Spirit means that you're going to finally love yourself and you're finally going to find peace yeah. and you're finally going to be equipped for the purpose God's called you to. It was the enemy who tried to hijack you yes. and keep you from it mm -hmm. through a counterfeit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the quickest way to get rid of a counterfeit is to find out where have I rejected myself? Wow. What have I denied? Mm -hmm. What have I hidden and buried? Because dead yeah. things buried alive yeah. don't die. Right. And so we have to bring it back in the light and now do that inner work. So then you have really mm -hmm. clear discernment. Um, it's fascinating that I used to pray so much for discernment. And I found out that the part of me holding trauma that learned to protect somebody who was very dominant in my life, in order to do that, I had to disavow my own discernment. Mm -hmm. I had to say, oh, maybe I'm wrong. I'm reading it wrong yeah. to protect that attachment. And that's a normal thing that all children do that we want to protect and idealize because that helps me feel safe in the world mm -hmm. that somebody who is in charge of taking care of me is good. But what that does, if it doesn't get resolved and we continue to hand our power away to someone who is not necessarily good and they can be dominant, they can take your power and your gift, your calling can be hijacked and squashed and your light diminished. Doesn't mean you can't do anything, but it means it's much harder when you're not equally yoked, not just Christian, but right. equally yoked in emotional health good. to be able to walk that out and for that person to cover you and for you to cover them and to become each other's biggest cheerleaders. So we want Want you to have boundaries mm -hmm. and recognize emotional sever is when you are now the person with all the power saying you don't get to do this instead of hey i just want you to know this is what i'm okay with and this is what i'm not okay with no problem you make the choice that's best mm -hmm. for you and if you choose to walk away i'm still okay i don't have to chase after you uh, i hate you don't leave me type mm -hmm. of a dynamic but say i love you enough to give you free will mm -hmm. and you can choose to be in relationship with me when it's healthy and if not that's okay i don't want to control and run after and try to be your yeah. Holy Spirit. That's really good. Yeah. And can I speak to Please. real quickly, um, if you're in an abusive situation mm -hmm. and you're being threatened or you're being harmed, mm -hmm. that is a different dynamic than the one I think yes. that you're talking about yes. where, uh, you know, you have to, that emotional severance has to take place on the level that you are brave enough to mm -hmm. trust God, mm -hmm. to be your provider and to protect yourself, your children mm -hmm. from that abuse. And again, I wanna reiterate that 
what the Lord spoke to me was that he does not call us to submit mm -hmm. to anything but love. Yeah, it's good. And so if you're confused about the issue of submission, um, you know, God did not call women to be doormats. Mm -hmm. uh, we are people that are, uh, God gave us a voice. Uh, we are the counterpart that he created for men and uh, you matter. And so yes. there is a, there is a responsibility that we have mm -hmm. to be able to, to um, fully understand and recognize, okay, this is harmful. Mm -hmm. And so I have to separate from this thing Absolutely. and I'm going to let God heal me over here. Mm -hmm. And so that is very important so important. Mm -hmm. Thank you so yeah. much. We love you guys. We're cheering you on. We're going to have e-courses to go deeper in a lot of these subjects. And so we hope that you subscribe to the newsletter so you can be the first to know about what we're rolling out to invest into you. Bye guys. Hey, thanks so much for watching this episode of Unlock You. It is our dream to invest in you. And one of the ways you can do that is by getting more of the bonus material, the content, and to know about future events. Head to the website, drshannoncrawford.com, subscribe to the newsletter, and you'll be the first to know what we're rolling out. And we want you to truly get unlocked so that you can thrive, not only for yourself, but also for the greater calling on your life. Let's link arms and do it together. See you in the next episode.